0: fucking do a podcast okay we gotta fucking do a podcast all right sometimes you gotta shit or get off the pot you gotta record a podcast because you like doing a podcast but you just want to put out the shit because you have to you owe it to the people the people want it they want to like you they want the podcast they want you to record a podcast god damn it don't they want that podcast what what the hell man I'm just freaking out a little bit that's all what i'm just freaking out because sometimes I, I I don't even know what I'm going to do. Do another solo right I know, but people people really like having the convo, you know, a conversation, you know, a conversation between, between two people, two or more people even. Fuck it. You start it. You finish it. You mean you flush it? I flaunt it? You motherfucker. You know what I mean. Okay, fine. We do this together as one. For real? Romano? No, no fucking for real. I'm doing it solo. I'm doing it. Solo. The Tigers are playing. Two nines. I never miss a game. Sword of Omens. Give me sight beyond sight. Give me all you got! Give me all you got! You know, I don't know how to do laundry, Stuart. I've been needing laundry lessons. You're goddamn right. Welcome to Comic Con. A Geek Podcast for the rest of us. A geek podcast for the rest of us. Welcome to Comic Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us who all the motherfucking rest of us. Well, my name is Nick Stevens, and I am your host. But away aren't we all just a stranger coming to town. And look, folks, sometimes crisis precipitates change, okay? Let's hear that again. Sometimes crisis precipitates change. All right, it's a good change. But sometimes you need a Mandalorian to come to Tatooine to give a boost to a show that... Well, a show that's doing just fine, but maybe needs a little bit of a boosty. The Boba. The Boba the Fatter. He's so good, but he needed a booster. Sometimes they need to do the thing that they gotta do, but they don't have time to do it. You know? And first off, Boba Fett episodes 5 and 6 aka Mandalorian Season point cinco. okay, if you don't know your Googs, uh, we're going to talk about it. We, me, okay, myself, a solo rant for your ears, it's been a while, I'm going to talk about some Mandalorian, I'm going to talk about some Bulbas, I'm going to talk about a little bit of uh, other stuff too, I'm going to answer some letters, okay, we got letters, and I'm going to do it all here, live in the booth. For you. The Kamakanzis. And by the time this episode goes up, I don't even know what fucking day it'll be. But uh, I've been on a sabbatical, kids. I've been on a little bit of extended vacay. You know what I mean? I, I had the time off. I was going to go to Puerto Rico with the familia. The COVIDs. The Omnicromnies. They put a damper in our plans. They shot that bitch right out the sky. We were fucking... We were going to go to Puerto Rico... And we were going to have ourselves a little good time for Zephyr, the baby boy. He turned in five. He was turning five. It was a, it was, it was a milestone kind of birthday. We said, fuck it, we're going to have a nice little vacay out and about, so to speak. And, and you know what? We made the best of it. You know, we, we got our refund, you know, and we did a little staycay Instead, I got to take my son to school a couple times this week, which was nice. You know what I mean? More on that in a little bit. But uh, I got to spend some time, some quality time with the family. And that's always, can never spend too much time with a family. Well, I mean, there's probably some people listening out there that said, I could spend too much time with my fucking family. I mean, time is, time is short, you know? Life is short, you know? We're all short timers, you know? We're all dying slowly every day. What the fuck? No, I'm just saying, we need to cherish these moments, you know? So that was nice. Um, I've been watching a lot of stuff, so I'm going to talk about some of the other stuff I've been watching. I got to say, this boba... I've really just been watching for Fennec Shand, let's be honest. That Ming-Na-Wen. When that Ming-Na-Wen enters the screen, enters the view, comes into my living room or on my cell phone or my Kindle, wherever I'm watching it, whatever format I'm watching it, sometimes I watch these episodes multiple times. Side note, what a great fucking time it is to be a Star Wars fan. End of side note, back into the main point. That Fennec Shand, that Ming-Na-Wen, and yes, I happen to be watching... The Winter Olympics as I'm recording this and I'm looking at a lot of pretty Asian girls doing the little twisty-tazy-tazy on the totskis on the ice and my god are they beautiful and they're so graceful too. My only problem with these Winter Olympics is this and I'll get back to Boba in a second and that Fennec Shan. Mm. Why can't they spice up the Winter Olympics just a little bit? Why can't they just put a little bit of spicy meatball on it? You know what I mean? I mean it's kind of dry. I don't know if you guys out there listening any comic contes out there have been like avid fans of the winter olympics or Olympics fans in general uh for some time now and they can wait maybe weigh in on this but as long as the olympics have been going on we always tend to spice things up you know like we always tend to spice up our entertainment industry we always tend to spice up our our, our, our sports industry why can't they add a little bit of spice and a little bit of salty tasty to this uh this this show right because it's a little dry you know like, the narration even is like, okay, and she's going up for a spin. And she landed. Beautiful, beautiful grace from the from the Ever Charming. Um, I can't even pronounce her name. How bad is that? They're describing the, 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 the balance and grace of the of the ice skater. You know, I'm watching ice skating right now. No big deal. And she does her quarter, triple spin, and it's a triple axle spin instead. Unfortunately, she didn't make that land. Can we just spice it up? Can we just, like, I don't know. I don't know. And there she is, sexy as ever, sweat dripping down her legs and no one's going home with the gold this year. That's right, Ted, because not only is she doing her triple axel spin, notice how she's not wearing any panties. (laughs) Bill, you might be right about that, but I don't think we're going anywhere without the gold because I think the gold is in plain view and that's looking right up her skirt. Can Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, why do they wear the short skirts and expect us not to commentate? I don't know. Okay, so this is a little borderline um, misogynistic and, and horrific. I realize that, but I'm just saying, can we spice it up somehow? We, it doesn't have to go that route. It could go like, uh... all right, she has landed that triple axel. Here we oh shit! Damn, she's killing it. She's fucking killing it. You know, they just start screaming. <laughs> I guess it's a. I guess it's a family program. It's on a. It's on. It's on. National television, so maybe they don't want to cuss. They could just be like "Oi, that's a tasty daughter. That tasty daughter. She's so crispy She is my go-to always gonna be the Italian. I think it is Unfortunately, it is unless I go to this guy. (laughs) Oh I think I swallowed some God Something just crawled down my throat. Uh, it's going through my nasal passages. Oh, it might be a butterfly. Oh, God. How horrific was that? More on that in a little bit. No, but seriously, folks, just spice it up a little bit. Spice up your sex life. Spice up some some Winter Olympics. Throw some spicy meatballs on the grill. Is anybody still listening? Does anybody still listen to this podcast? I don't know. If you do, email us, comiconspodcastatgmail.com. But that boba just hasn't been luring me in, you know? But that Mando story? Holy shit. I know other podcasts out there have talked about it, but I'm going to add on to this, this inferno, okay? This, this swelling beef stew that we're mixing up right now, okay? Let's all be honest with each other. I talked about it with the Monomoto. I've talked about it with some other friends. I've talked about it with some non-initiated and initiated folks of the similar elk, and they all agree that that Mando saves the day. The Disney slash Star Wars, Lucasfilm, whatever, they all know what the bread and butter is. That's another thing. Why can't we just spice up the Olympics with like maybe having some fucking stormtroopers just come out there and skate around the the ice skaters, you know? Throw them out there. Maybe have Batman on ice. Olympic style. Uh, But those juicy titty-bitties that I'm talking about that just spice up the story, that Mando story. That's why we're here. That's what we care about. That's why we keep coming back. Darksaber. Holler at your boy. I forgot all about the goddamn dark saber if you can believe it. I mean, I didn't forget about it, but it was like buried in my subconscious. And when I saw Mando wield that goddamn saber in that butcher shop. By the way, kids, spoilers ahead if you don't know, you googs. I hope you're all are watching this when it comes out. If you're not, who the hell are you and what are you doing? Okay? What makes you think I want to hear you talk? <laughs> that dark saber and I love that it's, like, mystical in a way, you know? That he doesn't really know quite how to wield it, you know? Because I get... We all kind of roll the eyes a little bit when somebody just picks up a weapon for the first time and they're just a badass with it, right? Without any kind of training. Now, granted, Mando's a badass. He's a good fighter. Kind of more of a brawler. Kind of relies on his armor and his weapons to kind of get him through shit. I've noticed that, too. He gets shot a lot, right? Like, they take a lot of shots at him. They being any kind of adversary he's encountering along the way. And he takes it to the dome or the crotchola, but he's got that beskar. And that beskar ain't letting a singer laser get through. Kind of wish I had some of that beskar back in the day, you know what I mean? When those sneaky little lot lizards were creeping in for a midnight peak. <coughs> what did you just say? Don't worry about it. As my son likes to say to me now, don't worry, daddy. Don't worry. I'm going to be going all night, kids, but I've just gotten started. The Naboo Speeder. Let's talk about the Naboo Speeder. I heard some theories out there saying, what if that Naboo Speed Racer Pod Racer thing is the actual Pod Racer Ringo from, uh, you know, Phantom Menace? And other people are saying, well, it'd be way too small of a world for that to happen. Yeah, but it'd be cool, wouldn't it? It would still be kind of cool if that was fucking Anakin's debauched Speed Racer that's been retooled, you know? And now Mando's flying around on that bitch. How cool is that thing, huh? And I like going back to the dark saber. I like how he had to kind of fight for it a little bit. And he still won. I like that he's so clumsy with it that he fucked himself up. You know? I enjoy a good self-inflicted wound. And it just makes him more human. It makes him human that he's not just an instant fucking expert on every little thing in the known universe, you know? He even has to take this Naboo cruiser, whatever the fuck you want to call it, speed racer, XOXX9 out into space for a test run, flying the goddamn Razor Crest, you know? And uh, we've seen him get out of some jams, you know? I like the fact that he tracks down Grogu on what appears to be the same planet where we found old Skywalker in, 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 in the newer Star Wars movies, you know? Where he's an old, grouchy fuck who wants nothing to do with lightsabers, you know? And it looks like he's just building, just starting the Jedi Temple just to train his new Jedi. You know, because again, kids, this is post-Return of the Jedi, pre-First Order. I still like those new Star Wars movies. I don't care what anybody fucking says, okay? I don't care what anybody says. I still like them. But I love this phase. I love this period. I love the post-Return of the Jedi age where we're getting that Master Luke at his top-tier badassery in all black with his green saber, training a Grogu. More on that in a little bit. I love Ahsoka Thano coming back. How great is that Sing Rosario Dawson and her sexy self? Mm. But here's the thing, kids. Here's the proud papa moment for you. Here's that, that eye-rolling moment for some of you folks out there and that, that, that similar kinship for you other folks out there that are also proud papas. I got a little teary-eyed. Episode 6 fucked me up a little bit. When he tracks down Grogu on that planet, thank you, R2, for the assist with the radar for helping me land the goddamn plane in the first place. Hilarious. But when he tracks Grogu down and Ahsoka kind of stops him and says, listen, if you go to him now, you're going to fuck him up more than if you hadn't even come at all. He misses you a great deal. His place is here. You say foundling, I say Padawan. You say tomato, I say tomato. You take your best car off, I take my top off. And we go to fucking town already. You know what I mean? Oh! But the Proud Papa Heartstrings moment for me was when Mando's actually taking it in. And he says, but he's right there. I've come all this way. You know? Mind you, that same day I dropped my kid off at school, You know, and I walk him to his classroom. I don't get to drop him off every day. That's usually mom's job. I'm usually at work at the moon base. Hey! But every now and then, I get to do stuff like this, right? I had the the week off, and it was like the day after his birthday, and I take him into school. And I'm holding his hand. We put the book bag up. We take the jacket off. We give the teacher the folder. He goes in there. He wants to point out the classroom, you know? None of the other parents are doing that because they're the everyday people, you know? And I'm the unique, uh, I'm not here every day, you know? I'm, 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 I'm a special guest, He takes me around the classroom and I say goodbye to him. And he kind of lingers in the hallway for a second saying, bye, I love you, bye, I love you. And I reach back out and go, hey, bye, I love you. But before I, I turn around, he's gone. He's in the classroom. And I'm out the door. And the car seat is empty on the way home. And I get to the apartment. My wife's at work and it's just me in the empty apartment. And the toys scattered out from where he was once playing in the corner. Just the remnants of what was once my son playing there. Now, granted, I'm going to see him in a couple hours, not the end of the world. But just that little moment, I'm fucking... I'm like, man, he's right there. He was so close. That's That's how much of a pussy I am. I miss my kid when he's gone for three hours. I can't imagine letting my kid go across the goddamn galaxy with a CGI Luke to learn some fucking force shit that I don't even understand. Maybe I'll see him again. I bring a little gift with some Beskar that I melted down... From the spear that i had i forgot what the fuck the spear was named or if it had a name i don't even know you know again you don't know you googs comic-con's podcast we're not those guys okay we don't take it that seriously maybe some people do i don't know nor in rad galactus but it's so sad that empty car seat you know and man that jedi training that jedi training let me tell you empire strikes back i know is the best movie But it's my favorite movie for all kinds of different reasons. But one of those reasons being is that training, you know? With Yoda, training Luke, you know? Just one of many things that I love about the movie. I love the movie. It's the best one. It's my favorite one. I think in recent years, Rogue One became my favorite Star Wars movie, period. I know it's not a popular opinion, uh, but it is. It just kind of is. The way it's shot, the way it's... The performances, that Darth Vader scene at the end, yada, yada, yada. We could talk all day, but we won't do that right now. But that training with Yoda and Luke... My God, you know? And when he raises the X-Wing, holy shit. And I just like some of the throwbacks. Now, they're doing all this very purposefully. Note that Dave Filoni himself wrote this episode, and you can tell, because there's a lot of callbacks. A lot of great callbacks. We even get to go inside Grogu's mind and see what happened to some of the other Jedi, which tells us more about his species living as long as they have and aging as slow as they do because I believe those memories he had was from the order 66. what the fuck if you don't know, you gotta gooks because even us uninitiated should know about this right I, I feel like I'm not a Star Wars kingpin but I know that or I know about the order 66. I didn't watch every goddamn Clone Wars episode because don't have the time and I have neither the time nor the inclination to even do it. Now, however, I know enough to know what I know. You know what I mean? And you should too, honest to God. Bad Batch kind of fell off, but whatever. You still like some things, right? Cad Bane, more on that in a little bit, of course. One complaint, real quick. One complaint. Episode six, Jennifer Beals. <clears throat> that Jennifer Beals. I've been talking about her for some time now. Not really openly on the podcast, but in my circle of friends and people, anybody who's willing to listen or give a fucking shit. Who cares? I do. The syndicate taking out fucking Garza Fwip. If you don't know Jennifer Bealsies with the Totskis, you're going to take out the only hot piece of ass in the goddamn known universe. And yeah, I know there was some other notable uh, entrees in the cantina, but let's be honest. Tatooine is kind of a barren wasteland of sand, literally. You know, I mean, unless some of those Tuscan warriors are hiding something under those sheets. Garza Fwip, she was the, she was the queen. She was the most we've seen so far in that in that regard. You know. She comes around that corner shaking her little tushy, walking her sexy little dance on the catwalk, and you're just gonna blow her up? And before the hashtag Me Too movement comes in, because I've been going kind of hard on this one tonight. (laughs) Her character was just intriguing. We didn't know really where she came from. All of a sudden, she's the new proprietor. The new proprietor. The new proprietor. Owner, kids, of this establishment. Right. And, and, And there had to be a story behind that, how she how she acquired said establishment. And she seemed kind of like she knew shit. She even talked down, or tried to talk down, the black chrysanthapan, You know? That black Wookiee. Even though he ripped that fucking dude's arms off, after all. He's human, after all. Some kind of body armor. No, he's not. I just wanted to say the line. No big deal. If you don't know You gooks, hashtag 1989. You get it if you're initiated. But she tried to talk him off the ledge. He rips the arms off. She knew about the Gladiator days, so she knew history on some of these folks. Which makes me think she had a bigger stake in the game. Now, we don't know if she's dead. Maybe she hid under a goddamn mound of carbonite. Maybe she has a twin sister. A sister. You have a sister. Yes! That time was much better. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was just a little fucking blown. Out of all the places a syndicate is going to blow up, you're going to blow up the goddamn Cantino? You're going to blow up them titties. But you couldn't blow up that stupid fucking cyber tattoo parlor, or whatever the fuck it was, from episode three or four, or whatever the fuck, with the Matrix music going on, the 1999 Matrix music. Come on, man. Fuck out of here. Okay? As Dr. Doom once said to Galactus when he was taking a little bit of a dirt nap, fuck out of here, eh? Holy shit. The the Winter Olympics coverage is over. And Nick Stevens is in the booth watching local nightly fucking news. What the fuck is happening? Who will come in their pants next? Will DC substitute teachers demand better pay? I don't know. But I do know this. We have a podcast to do. Holy shit. All right, but seriously. Uh, uh, fucking Cobb Vanth and Cad fucking Bane. All right? Fucking Cobb Vanth and Cad fucking Bane. You don't know, kids, go ahead and goose. I'm going to give you a few minutes here to go ahead and goose because this is important. Before I dive into this, I need you guys to know who the fuck Cad Bane is. Okay, so just go ahead and take a minute here. You guys know Timothy Olyphant. If you watch the show, you know where <laughs> the Mandalorian Okay. Tried to seize the Bubba Fett armor off of Cobb Vanth initially, right? We all know that, thinking it was true Mandalorian armor or that it rather belonged to a true Mandalorian, right? Then we met Bubba Fett in his introspective robe phase with his Tuscan warrior staff, which we learned later was an actual Tuscan warrior staff, right? But now we we got the background; all the pieces are fitting together. Cobb Vanth is now dancing around his newfound territory because he's he's still the marshal. But he don't have no armor, you know? He's a little bit more vulnerable. Looks like he's got a deputy now. The town folks still love him, okay? They still respect him. So what does Mando do? He goes out to him to see if he can uh, lead a garrison, right? Why not? We worked on this one thing. We slayed a dragon together with a space underground sand dragon. Sandworms! I'll hate him. You know what I mean? Why not? There's a lot of faith, right? There's a lot of just faith in this show. Which I actually like. Some people might... Some cynics out there might not like that. But I actually like the idea that... Out there in the universe... On the open expanse... There's a lot of mean motherfuckers, right? Like the galaxy is a very dangerous fucking place, right? But there's also some other characters... That are just inherently deep down kind of good, right? Even if they have some rough edges... Or maybe they have some, some, some backstories... That they're not proud of... Or some moments in their past that they're not proud of... But overall, there's some people in this universe that are just good, right? Just like there are in real life. And those people tend to gravitate towards each other and maybe help each other out in certain situations. So I kind of like that, you know? And I like that he goes back to Cobb Vance. And I like that Cobb doesn't necessarily shut him down all the way. And this is where it gets a little sad because Cad fucking Bane, bounty hunter from Clone Wars, shows up. And he's in Bad Batch 2, kids, no big deal. And goddamn, does he look great? He looks like he's ripped right out of the goddamn animated series. And the voice actor even shows up to reprise the role of voicing said character in live action. And it's so good. It's so Western. It's so epic. It's so Outlaw Josie Wells, Clint Eastwood. It's so any goddamn Spaghetti Western you've ever watched growing up as a kid or just watched later in life. It's ripped right out of that. And he comes into the scene and fucking Cobb sees him right away. And Timothy Olyphant is just so great at playing characters in a subtle, charming kind of way where he even... (laughs) When Cade approaches him and tells him to get the fuck out of Dodge basically, or lie low so the syndicate can run their spice, he charmingly asks him, is that a... Is that friendly advice or a threat? You know, just the tension in the scene is so good. And ultimately, kids, the deputy tries to step in. He don't make it, you know? This time, Cade did shoot the deputy and he definitely did shoot the sheriff you know what I'm saying so don't try to say otherwise because he shot both those motherfuckers and at least one of them is dead I don't know if Cobb is dead we don't know we're gonna find out in the season finale they rushed over to him the townsfolk anyway they rushed over to him we don't know they were checking for vitals Ah, we don't know it cut to another scene before we could finish it cut to Luke giving fucking Grogu The ultimatum of all ultimatums. Listen, motherfucker. You can become a goddamn Jedi. Or you can fucking go be a goddamn Mandalorian with your goddamn armor. Some kind of body armor. You can't be both. Luke's a goddamn bitch. All right? Weren't you just trying to go into town to get some power converters not too long ago, motherfucker? And now here you are, challenging this foundling? Which I get, I get, because you can't have attachments, right? To be a Jedi, you have to be pure. But there's been some rocky fucking circumstances, all right? There's been some significant change, which again, kids, remember, callback, crisis precipitates change. Wouldn't you say we're in a bit of a crisis right now with Order 66 wiping out all the fucking Jedi? You're trying to recruit new Jedi? Can't he just be a Jedi with the goddamn armor? Is that so wrong? He just wants to be loved. Is that so wrong? I don't know. And maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but do we give a fuck? Do we give a fuck? So, look, I I really wanted the Kamikanzis to give me some insight on this because I wanted their insight. I want your insight, Kamikanzis, if you're listening out there, whether you're driving, sitting down, working, sleeping, resting, masturbating, whatever you guys do best in your spare time. Which way should Grogu go? You know what I mean? The way of the Jedi or the way of the Mando? I put a little quiz out there. Which way should he go? I could have done a poll, but I did a quiz. Because I honestly firmly believe in my heart of hearts. Are you ready, kids? Are you you ready? I firmly believe in my heart of hearts, there's only one option. You go with the Mando. Because again, proud papa, his place is with Mando. I believe in this story, in this universe, in this world... His place was Mando. And I believe that for more than one reason. I believe that for my own personal reasons. But I also believe it from a more practical reason. If all the Jedi are basically decimated, right? Because they're nowhere to be found by the time First Order rolls around. And we already know that Han Solo's son wiped out almost, if not all, of Luke's fucking Jedi. Grogu, at that point, should be way more grown, or at least a little bit more grown by then because Luke's an old man when it happens, or more grown anyway, because Ben Solo was grown. Some significant time is, has passed, and I just feel like they wouldn't introduce Grogu in this way, in such a large, spectacle-laden way, just to wipe him out down the road, right? So I just feel like his way is with the Mando. So that's my practical analysis slash personal reason. Proud papa, go back to Daddy. What are you doing, you know? And most of you actually agreed with me. Some of you said Jedi. My boy Mario on the Insta said, become a Jedi and use the Force to call Mando. Luke is a hater, LOL. I couldn't agree more. Luke is a fucking hater, all right? He is a fucking hater. What the hell? Most of you said way of the Mando. Some of you said Jedi. And you're not wrong either way. It's not a wrong or right kind of thing. That's just how I feel, you know? And you always feel what you don't understand. And I I feel this even though I don't understand it. I don't understand Jedi. What the fuck do I know about Jedi? You know? I don't know about faith. You know? I have faith that I'm going to wake up the next day. That's pretty big, right? I have faith that my son's going to continue to love me. You know? But one day I might not wake up. One day my son might turn to me and say, Hey, daddy. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. I hope not, because it's going to rip my heart out like that, Colin, Ha you know? And we don't want that, nor do I want to plummet down to my watery grave and get eaten by alligators after my heart's ripped out. I don't want any of that, you know? I'll tell you what I do want. I want to answer some goddamn Letters. Letters. We got letters. We got letters, 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 letters. And from the top, at Turok89, saw they announced Madam Web movie with Dakota Johnson. Your pick for MCU or Star Wars character that should get their own show or movie. Hey, Turok89, thanks for writing in, and I always love your questions, because this is a good question. I also saw that news. This is relatively new news I guess Sony's really going tit-for-tat with these uh, spin-off movies. I don't even know if that makes sense the way I used it, but goddamn, you know? Madame Web, for those of you who don't know, Madame Web is a uh, popular character in the Spider-Verse. I believe she's blind, but can see into the future, or can see the multiple realities, which would make sense in our multiverse world that we're kind of creating as a result of the Spider-Man No Way Home and going into Doctor Strange, I think we are in for a treat with that. And I and I could see some of these spin-off movies kind of feeding off of that multiverse shit. That multiverse web, so to speak, eh? <laughs> yeah. But uh, as far as additional MCU and Star Wars characters that I would like to see get their own shows, I mentioned at the top of the show that we're living in such a good time, right? So many great things are coming out. Uh, even if Boba Fett wasn't as good or well received as Mando thus far or without having Mando injected into it to kind of bring it into life or or give it an extra boost um you got to admit it's still a hell of a fun ride right i mean the fact that we're just seeing Boba Fett on TV again or on any kind of visual format um I mean, just seeing the characters come to life again, seeing Tatooine on a weekly basis, that's cool to me. It could really be any character. It could really be IG-88. It could really be Black Dan. I'm, I'm mispronouncing his name, but I, 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 I read it in the comics, and I'm just reading it now. I would like to see Dr. Aphra. I would like to see Dr. Aphra. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, if you don't know, you Googs. But she had a great run that also takes place during the same time post-Return of the Jedi. Actually, maybe even a little bit before, like between maybe like New Hope or after New Hope and Return of the Jedi, where Luke is out there, Vader's out there, and Vader hires Dr. Aphra to help him track down Luke um, because she's like an archaeologist, but she's so much more than that. She's kind of like a space version of Indiana Jones, and she's kind of hot. And she's kind of disgraced from her family and her own tribe. She also enlists the help of Black Than, right? And a homicidal C-3PO and R2. Just versions of those same... Different versions of those of those models. But they're, like, black and they, they're just fucking horrible. Like, they just love torturing humans. And, and really, all species. And it's hilarious. Like, their relationship, it's, it's dark and it's gritty. And it's just fun, you know? So I would like to see that. As far as MCU... Oh, you know, they're killing it. They're crushing it. Some people really want to see Daredevil come back in a show. I'd be okay if we just saw him on a limited basis, but I would also like to see him come back full time in a show. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Howard the Duck. He needs a show. And it could work, right? Like we're already doing multiverse shit and space shit. We could do a Howard the Duck show. We could make it work in that realm, whether it's space or a multiverse, whether you connect him to a previous show, or you just start off fresh and give him his own goddamn show. Howard the Duck, you know? Because some of these characters, they don't necessarily need movies. They'd be fun to see in their own vehicle, their own show, you know? Shit, I'll be honest, even fucking Silver Surfer, if we never saw him on the big screen or with the Fantastic Four, which we should, but if we get Fantastic Four, we need to see Norton Red but even someone of his caliber on a show six episode guy whether it's giving us the origin of him or even just some of his space adventures or maybe we do like a, a a new defenders kind of thing where we where it's not luke cage and daredevil and jessica jones and iron fist but it's that that new defenders where it's like doc strange and fucking silver surfer and then thor you know if you don't know you googs but that would be cool right So yeah, there's all kinds of ways we could go with that. Great question. If you guys think of any others that I'm not mentioning, or you have any other ones you want to throw out there, throw it out there and I'll read it on the goddamn show, kiddies. Side note, Obi-Wan Kenobi apparently is coming out in May. I just learned that. The rumor is it's coming out along with a new tie-in comic in the same month. So, I mean, look, again, what a great fucking time to be living in outside the obvious reasons why we're not living in a good time. But at least in the entertainment industry, in the streaming verse... In the streaming world, with Disney Plus having their reigns on the Marvels and the, and the, and the Star Wars. Dude, come on. You mean Moon Knight is going to basically wrap up in like mid to late April? After we get six or seven episodes of that? And then we just wait till May for Obi-Wan Kenobi? So we're just going to jump back and forth between Star Wars and Marvel for the rest of our lives? Fan-fucking-tastic. I'm literally frothing at the mouth. I'm drooling at Toto's daily have you watched nightmare alley maybe not del toro's best but really enjoyed the third act hey thanks for writing in and thank you for the question i did watch nightmare alley as it dropped on hbo max uh, a couple days ago a week ago and i liked it i love guillermo del toro i don't think he can really do wrong i even like crimson peak i heard some folks didn't like that uh, what else did he do recently? Oh, with, uh, the fucking uh, Best Picture. Uh, da, 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 da. Or maybe his Best Director. Um, the Water. The Shape of Water. Something like that. Where she fucks the merman. Liked it. Really liked it. Um, I love his imagination. I love his vision. I love everything about him. I love Pan's Labyrinth. I love the Ron Perlman Hellboys. I didn't love this one. But I still really liked it. I'm always going to enjoy his work. This, to me, felt like a Tales from the Crypt episode. You know? Like, here's a guy, and I think I can say this without even spoiling it, a guy who is kind of a bad guy, taking advantage of other people, and then, lo and behold, Karma's a bitch. You know what I mean? That's kind of the swing of it, right? And I'm not saying that's not usable, and I'm not even saying that it's not original, because it is. Even though it's a remake, he did a, he did a significant twist on the source material. And the performances are great. You know, Richard Jenkins is even great. And he shows up for, like, ten minutes, Kate Blanchett is always wonderful. Bradley Cooper nailed it. It was even good seeing Ron Perlman showing up. You know what I'm saying? Performances were fantastic. Um but again, I was just I wasn't wasn't one of my favorites. The third act was cool, but again, kids, check it out, let us know what you think. Let me know if you uh if you want us to do a deep dive on some of uh, Del Toro's work cuz I really don't think we've done that before. I think the only ones I've done on the show were the Hellboy movies. And that might be a fun topic in itself just kind of diving into his world from start to finish for a whole show. Um, And I can think of one person off the top of my head that would be a great fucking partner in crime for that. So, Jay, if you're listening, let's get it on, you know. Uh, At Kim Dizane. Kim Dizane, not Kim Dizanya. Kim Dizanya. You dudes need to do a guilty pleasures theme show. Favorite guilty pleasures of old and present day. Hmm. Thanks for the question uh, or topic uh i don't really know have we done that before i feel like we've done something close to that or maybe we've just talked about i'm almost 40 you know what i'm saying i'm almost 40 i'll be 40 this year and i don't know if i don't think i have guilty pleasures i think at one point maybe i did maybe when i was too cool for school you know maybe i was younger i was like nah, i can't let people know that i like this shit but now i feel like especially now with the culture the nerd culture there's really nothing to be embarrassed about because that shit is everywhere like even music, I don't I'm not embarrassed about shit with my music. Like I'll listen to Bjork with the windows down. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm listening to Bjork. The fuck? You know? <laughs> fuck outta here. <laughs> but uh is it is it a thing? I don't know. I mean I know it I know I've joked about it with friends like, yeah, I gotta listen I'm I'm listening to this, but don't tell anybody, you know, or I'm watching this, but but even stuff I watch with the wife that I wouldn't normally watch I've never been that person that's been like, oh, I'm watching this rom-com with my wife. Nobody can find out that I, too, really do love Love Actually. I love Love Actually. Look, I don't just fucking love Love Actually. I fucking love Love Actually. Love Actually. Love Actually. Actually. (laughs) You get the idea. Here's the thing I like Robots, tits, and lasers, okay? I like what I like, especially if it has robots, tits, or lasers. Preferably all three combined, but at least one of that trifecta. But I don't just like stuff with tits and lasers, right? I mean, I I am watching Peacemaker. That has some tits, and it had some lasers. Actually, tits and lasers, I think, in the first episode when he destroyed that bitch with his helmet, and she had her tits out, and I think he shot a fucking laser that like made her explode, which was amazing. So tits and lasers, there you go in one episode. Um, still watching Peacemaker; it's still great. If you don't, if you haven't watched yet, you need to. I'm about to start Raised by Wolves season two; great, another great show, and that has robots and lasers and tits. So all three, but I don't necessarily like it just for those three things. It's fucking dark and it's weird, and but it's got tits, robots, and lasers. You know what I'm saying? For robots, tits, and lasers, or robots, lasers, and tits, or tits, lasers, robots. You know what I mean? Either way, it doesn't matter. The words don't have to be in a certain order. It doesn't have to be chronological. It just has to be in there. I even started that uh, that Critical Role thing, the uh, the animated uh, Dungeon & Dragons show on Prime. You know, it's, it's like a Dungeon & Dragons type show. It's animated fantasy, and fantasy's not even usually my gig, but it's got animated tits, which are like the best kind of tits. Something about animated tits, there's like a kid in me that wakes up Right, he wakes up in his bed. Just imagine awesome 1980s, circa 1980s X-Men posters everywhere, and an SNES system on the ground, right, on a shag carpet, with the you know, with the Super Mario fucking I think that was a Super Mario Three theme. Just you know, on the back in the background playing, right. Maybe there's a Catwoman poster on the back of the door. I see why you got her on the back of your door. Thanks, Grandpa. Rest in peace. But you just imagine that setting, right? And a kid just fucking running downstairs, leaping from his bed immediately after waking up, you know? In a fever, he runs down the stairs like a kid bounding from his cot on Christmas morning. That's the kind of excitement I have when I see animated tits. You know what I mean? The best kind. You know? But I also love stuff that with, uh, without the aforementioned tits, robots, lasers. Like, like Ozark, season two, crushed it, like in the span of like two days. Why? The performances are amazing. It's dark. It's gritty. It's, it's, it's human. Jason Bateman is just human. I think it's Julia Garner that plays the young child. Oh, my God. She's incredible. Incredible. And then in this season, she's even more incredible. And I like Better Call Saul. And I loved Breaking Bad. And none of that shit had t- tits, lasers, or robots. Actually, some of them might have tits. Ozarks had tits. But they didn't have robots or lasers. What, they don't like falafel? We've got beaches, yeah? And who the fuck wants to see them? You get the idea. And I also started watching Pam and Tommy. And Lily James is killing it. She's crushing it. If you don't know, you googs. My wife's not a fan of the Winter Soldier because she loved Tommy Lee. And she thinks maybe they should have picked somebody a little bit taller. She basically said that Winter Soldier looks like he was like, they tried to stretch him to make him taller, but they couldn't stretch his face. That's what she said, which I actually thought was hilarious. I laughed so hard when she said it and I was dying. And then we just kept calling him retarded Tommy. Like, hey, it's me. I'm retarded Tommy. Like, I don't know. This is kind of funny. I know I know, it's kind of a taboo joke nowadays, but it was funny. So I'm telling you. Uh, my wife makes me laugh, guys. Okay. She makes me laugh. She's funny. And I, uh, I still make her laugh, which is the only reason. Why she's still with me. But look, uh, that Winter Soldier's good in it too. You know, I'll say it. Somebody's got to say it. And also, also, let me add this. Let me add this. Um, I didn't know, and this is just me being a fucking stupid motherfucker, but I really didn't know that Pamela was who she was. Like, I just thought, oh, Pamela, Baywatch, barbed wire, (laughs) she's hot, want to... Touch of the Totskis Loved that spread in Playboy back in the day. I think I remember her being like an advocate for PETA as she got older and she got more popular and she used that celebratory status to kind of speak out on animal rights, which was always, you know, always commendable, of course. But at the same time, I didn't know how, how bad she had it in terms of being exploited and, and not being taken seriously as an artist. And let's be honest, she wasn't necessarily a really good actor, but she tried. She gave it her heart and her soul and she wanted to be that. And that show kind of sheds light on it. I don't know how much of it is true, but it humanizes all the characters. It even humanizes the goddamn dude who steals the porno out of Tommy's palace and, 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 and makes it into, you know, gets it into the hands of the people that ultimately distribute it on the internet. And it kind of humanizes him, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to just, just being like, this scumbag broke into his house and stole this shit. Like, you know what I mean? And who knows how much of this is embellished? I'm sure a lot of it is. Maybe some of it is over-embellished. Maybe some of it is even under-embellished. But... Just seeing her... Seeing Lily James' portrayal of Pamela and then Pamela's breaking down kind of who she viewed as a hero like like Jane, like, um, Jane Fonda and kind of talking about what her goals were who she looked up to, to and what she wanted to aspire to be and then knowing kind of how it panned out like they thought Barb Wire was going to be this big break for her and of course it wasn't. It was like a flop. And not even necessarily for her but it was just overall a bad movie which we did in the podcast. If you don't know, you gooks, go back to the archives pal and i mr monomoto himself he and i did a great great little rundown on that movie and i still revere that movie is not horrible like i've seen worse movies like i think tenet is a worse movie compared to barbed wire and i and i said that it's a worse movie i realize i could have said bad movie compared to but i'm gonna say it's a worse movie i'm gonna i'm gonna use bad grammar and say it's a worse movie not it's the worst movie, or even worse, or more worse, it's or much worse, rather. <laughs> but it's a worse. It's a worse movie. Hashtag woulda, coulda, shoulda. But I didn't know that. And the 90s were horrible to women. I mean, there's a lot of decades that were horrible, horrible to women. In fact, even, I think every decade has its moments where it's horrible to somebody. Or maybe at least more horrible to one group of people than others. But you go back and watch some of these old interviews with Pamela, horrible. The way they asked her about the sex tape, and it was like had nothing to do with what she was trying to promote. It was just horrible, like the way these like male talk show hosts are like grilling her about it. And not even like in a funny, like cute kind of way. Cause I feel like there's a way you could have done it. There's a way you could have asked about the sex tape in like a cute kind of way without getting too nitty gritty or too just scummy about it. You know what I mean? But then you listen to like these older interviews where like, even like with Dave Letterman talking to Jennifer Anderson and like touching her hair or trying to put his, putting her hair in his mouth. And I think at the time I watched it, I was like, oh, it's funny, ha and she's going along with it. But you rewatch it now and it's like, it's kind of creepy. He's like an older guy and he's like creeping on her and she's not really having it, but she has to kind of smile and laugh it off. Like it's kind of fucked up and I don't like it. You know? I don't like it. Your friends. I don't like them. You know? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going off an older tangent. Maybe... It's just older guys in general just creep me out. Even though I'm an older guy now. I'm like 40 and I don't feel like I'm 40. I feel like I'm 20. Sometimes I feel like I'm 17. She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone. They say you get the idea. But I work with a lot of older guys, even at the moon base. And I'll tell you what, man. One thing I don't like more than anything is fucking self-righteousness right? an overinflation of oneself. I ain't shit. I ain't nobody. I make a lot of jokes in this podcast, but I ain't shit. I'm just a guy. I'm just a proud papa and a husband who happens to have a podcast where I talk shit about shit. I don't take any of this shit seriously. And I'm just fortunate enough to have people that listen to this podcast that write in from time to time. They go, hey, you know what? I like your podcast. Here's what else you should talk about. It's self-righteous old fucks. The other day at the moon base, I'm doing my thing. And this guy down the way He's sitting there doing his thing. He's an older guy. Now, he's known to kind of be annoying, but everybody kind of just lets it go because he's older. He's an older guy. He's just an older, annoying guy. He pontificates. He talks about his older days when he was the hot shit of some office somewhere in another moon base. And they let it go. They're like, whatever. He's just an old guy, whatever. But then another guy comes in. He's a maintenance guy. He has to replace a light. He has to replace a light as part of his job. This older guy, the aforementioned older guy who used to to be hot shit somewhere else and is just pontificating day day in, day out, to anyone who listen, He responds to the light maintenance guy when the light maintenance guy says, excuse me, sir, can I change said light above your head? The self-righteous, important dickhead goes, uh, may I ask why? Like, do you have to? Do you have to do it right now? Like, like it's taken the piss out of him. To get the light above his desk replaced. Now, before you write in and say, like, "Well, maybe he's sensitive to like light, and that's why." No, no, no. That's not how this went down. This went down because he just wanted to know why, because he just wanted to be a dick, because he could, because he's not hot shit anymore. But he thought he could hold one over on the light guy. The light guy is like sixteen or seventeen, maybe not. But I don't know age anymore. I just don't see age. What can I say? He was just like flabbergasted. I, I think he was so shocked. He, he just, he just kind of started, like, uh, uh, my boss says, you know, just let him fucking change the light. All right? God damn. What the fuck is the big deal? It's like you got people at the moon base and bitch about having to move their desk. It's not your desk. You don't live here. You work here. You know what I mean? Well, I made it to work today. Motherfucker, you're supposed to go to work. Great bitch. Shout out, Chris Rock. Wife is calling. I'm going to call her back. I guess that's my cue. Wife is calling. I got to go. Because I don't work here. I live here. And I got people that depend on me. You know what I mean? To come home every night and to be accountable and to be present. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to finish off this rant by saying thank you, kamikanzis, for always listening, for writing in, for giving me feedback for just being a uh, strong supporter of the show for as long as you have. If you're an old listener or a new listener, don't forget to rate us on the iTunes. Check us out on all streaming platforms, wherever podcasts are available. Uh, leave us a voicemail on the anchor.fm. You can just click the plus button and, and leave a voicemail right out of the app. You know, give us your questions, your feedback, your concerns or tirades. You know, if you, if you hate us or love us or you're ambiguously uncertain, who knows? You know, but whatever you do, at the end of the day, whatever you do, please, for the love of Jesus, don't take it seriously. It's just fiction. Boodoo up!